Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. All right, we are officially on the second year, woohoo, of the Making Meaningful Income podcast. So really fast, I don't know how long I'm going to do this podcast for. It's kind of a general life coaching podcast. It's kind of not. Pretty much everything that I do as a life coach is geared towards people to start thinking of meaningful ways, like actually meaningful ways they can produce income that makes the world a better place. Because I think that's the ultimate version of your kind of evolution is like, what if you spent your working life creating work that made the world a better place. I think that that's kind of the ultimate place to be. And I think that most people, if that's an option for them, would want to evolve to that state. So that's what this podcast is all about. I don't know how long I'm going to do it for. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep doing it um, in my general coaching or what's going to happen in the future. But for right now, I love this podcast. It gives me an outlet to just kind of get everything that I'm learning and doing off my mind every week and teach it to you guys in a new way. So it's kind of cool. I have this whole 52 stock episodes now of all the things that I'm learning and teaching. And I just think it's a really cool way to see my progress and to teach you everything I'm learning along the way in a new interesting way. So um, before I get going today, I just want to say I've been like trying to figure out what I'm doing with my business. The whole life coaching industry and really the whole online business industry says that you have to find a niche. You got to find a niche, blah, 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 all this niche stuff. And since the beginning of my journey, of coaching, I've been like drilled down my throat that I need to find a niche. And what I've decided recently, and who knows if this will change, but this feels really good to me right now, is I don't need a niche. I can just create a whole bunch of products that are niched. And my coach Roberto told me something at the beginning of the year that rings different now. He said, you don't have to niche your products do. And that's interesting to me because I totally was drilled down the throat that I need to have one niche. I need to be known as this one guy who does this one thing and this is how I coach and I don't want to do that. I have a podcast right now on vaping. I have a course on quit vaping. It's $97. I have a bunch of ideas for courses I want to do. I want to have one that's like, do I need to go to college or do I need to um, not like, should I go to college course? I think that'd be really good teaching the emotional tools I teach because that's how you make that decision. You don't do that decision with logic, in my opinion. Um, so it's important. I want to have a course talking about um, genital herpes. <laughs> Whoa, that's vulnerable. I'm in a place to talk about that. So yeah, and there's a reason for that. I, I was diagnosed in 2018 with that. And I don't know if that's like weird or I'm sure that that's like a taboo thing for you to hear someone say, right? And that's exactly why I want to make a course because apparently one in six adults have it. Most people don't know they have it, but the people who do, they really beat themselves up. And there's a lot of shame and guilt. And I've gone through that whole journey. And the only reason I'm on the other side of that shame and guilt is because of the life coaching that I do. So I think that's a really important course. I want to come out with that. So I want to just be the life coach who literally creates courses based on what I think people need, that people tell me they need, that I see there's a need for in the marketplace. I don't want to niche right now. So that is what I'm doing. That's what I got going. And today I want to talk about a really important topic to me. This is like the foundation of why I coach and kind of like the main thing I want to work out in my mind and my philosophy and my life as I continue down this coaching journey, the price of hedonism. And you might be like, Andrew, what is hedonism or why the hell are you focusing on hedonism? Like this philosophical term that we don't really know, like how is this applicable to my life? Because hedonism is pretty much the pursuit of instant gratification or the pursuit of pleasure. And ever since I was like, I don't know, 13 years old, I would say closer to 15 when I really entered the workforce and I started considering like, what am I going to do for a life and a career? 
I saw people who did things that were very hedonistic, right? They would spend most of their time focusing on smoking weed, drinking alcohol, and the work they were doing wasn't meaningful. It was like, I'm going to just try to get through this so I can have enough money to go and live the pleasurable parts of life. And that always rang very wrong with me. And now that I am 28, I'm approaching 30, it's very interesting because I see a lot of people my age and especially in the gay culture, which I'm not dissing the gay culture, but I do see it a lot there. I see a lot of hedonism where pretty much people are just willing to do anything they can to make money without much forethought. And they're doing it in order to just live the most pleasurable version of their life possible. And I'm torn on this because originally my whole message as a life coach was, no, actually you shouldn't pursue pleasure. You should pursue meaning. And I still believe that, but I think that you don't have to choose one or the other. And that's where I'm torn. I think a lot of people, they end up going into a career or a job that feels safe so that they can live a safe life and just like try to focus on pleasure whenever they can. But I think that you can actually live a life that's relatively comfortable and really pleasurable, but also very meaningful. And this is kind of what I want to talk about today. So as you guys know, it's 2023 and like things like OnlyFans and tobacco companies and alcohol companies and like online gambling are huge and other huge, they're huge. Sorry about that. And they're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And I think that here's my idea on it. If the things that you're pursuing are stopping you from becoming the best version of yourself, then I think that that is not the right aim to have in life. And this is what I want to talk about today. I'm going to get really personal, really vulnerable on this podcast, and I think it's important too. So I do a lot of things that are considered hedonistic. I overeat foods sometimes on the weekends. I like sugary foods. I love sugary foods. <laughs> um, sometimes I drink alcohol. Sometimes I smoke weed. It's not very often you'll catch me doing that one. Sometimes I take psychedelic drugs. Uh, sometimes I watch porn. Sometimes I gamble, and I like going to the casino every once in a while. But my life is not focused around those things. The main part of my life, what I spend most of my waking hours doing is finding ways to help people become the best versions of themselves and limit unnecessary suffering. So I wouldn't say that my life is at all a form of hedonism, but it's a form of meaning. And then I do things that are pleasurable on the side as like a release or whatever. You know, sometimes it feels nice just to not feel all of your emotions. So those things are appropriate. But what I see so often is that people make the focus of their life happiness and I think that's a very rocky foundation. And when the focus of your life is happiness, your life falls apart very quickly when you can't pursue happiness right now in the present moment all the time. And I see this a lot, especially I want to bring up the gay community because I think the gay community is very hedonistic. I think that they are, in general, very much into drugs, easy sex, non-committal relationships. And I think that there's a huge cost to that because when you are constantly pursuing things that release dopamine like that, what happens is your brain is not actually designed to release dopamine on that scale. And I want to talk to you about your brain and how it kind of relates to hedonism. So your brain is built on a very, very simple reward system. Do something that's good for survival, get a dopamine reward, be inclined to do that again. That's it. So simple. The problem with that is that we live in a society right now and for a long time that is concentrated things that release dopamine to release an unnaturally large dopamine response in our brain. Now, this is a problem because when we're constantly searching things like porn, right? Let's, let, let's talk about porn. I love making people uncomfortable. Porn is, what is it? It's very essence. It's like the most juiciest part of sex you can possibly imagine with like the most attractive people all concentrated into like the best parts all at once. 
right? There's no relationship. There's no taking out on dates. There's no like kind of thinking the person you're dating is attractive. There's no like anything. It's just, this is the most attractive person fully naked with another most attractive person in the most passionate fake kind of environment ever. Well, that releases a lot of dopamine that releases way more dopamine in a short burst than going on a date and trying to court or date someone and create a meaningful long-term relationship. Well, what's the problem with this? Well, it makes normal relationships not seem important at all. You know what else makes normal relationships not seem important? Drinking alcohol all the time. Well, when we can drink alcohol, which is a really concentrated substance, and we can get a huge dopamine release from that, working our, our jobs and getting small dopamine hits throughout the day, helping people doesn't feel so important. Well, guess what? That happens with nicotine too. I do a lot of work on helping people get away from nicotine and it's not the nicotine I'm after. It's the life that the nicotine is stopping them from creating. Because when I'm constantly hitting a nicotine stick that's really concentrated, that's always accessible, that releases a shit ton of dopamine, nothing else in life seems important anymore. So what ends up happening is so much of our attention, so much of our focus, so much of our desire becomes nicotine or porn or alcohol or overeating or gambling on our phones. And when we're constantly getting those really, really intense hits of dopamine in that hedonistic lifestyle, if that's all we're focusing on, nothing else matters. And that's a problem. Because the things that are actually going to create long-term and stable happiness, stable meaning, are things that are meaningful. Alcohol isn't meaningful. Porn is not meaningful. You don't create a meaningful bond with anybody watching porn. Well, you definitely create a meaningful bond with somebody going out and dating them, treating them like somebody you love, making love to them in a fair and balanced way that's actually pleasurable for both of you because you both love each other and you care and you you actually spend time figuring out what they like. It's a very different kind of pleasure. So what hedonism brings is a life of very, very, very intense ups and those intense ups make the rest of life that's actually normal and meaningful not seem important anymore. So the price of a hedonistic lifestyle is not creating a meaningful life, typically that's helping other people, that it's focused on other people, that's going to be overall more happy in the long run. So we, if you like envision it in your head, look at a zigzag, right? That's what hedonistic lifestyle looks like. So if you're zigzagging up and down and up and down and up and down, it's like the things that are up feel great, but then you have to go to work and that really sucks. When work isn't cocaine, that sucks. <laughs> when work isn't getting drunk, that sucks. When work isn't porn, that blows. I was like, what's the cure then? Well, cut a lot of those things out of your life that are creating those huge dopamine hits, those fake pleasures. If you didn't have porn, if you didn't have nicotine, if you didn't have coffee even, as I'm looking at my coffee mug, <laughs> if you didn't have um, like meaningless sex on dating apps, if you didn't have I'm thinking like gambling, alcohol, any other concentrated drug or substance, medication sometimes. Well, medication, don't get me started, but that's one that we abuse terribly in our society. Take all those things out of your life, what's left, an intense desire to do something meaningful. Now, when you add all those things back into your life, all those dopamine hits that are very confusing for your nervous system, you don't know what you want. Suddenly, you lose track of what's good and what's bad in your life and you can't figure out what's going to be meaningful. So what happens is you get stuck stuck in the spiral where there's so much negative emotion in your life because you're actually not living the life that your inner being knows you should be living, creating a meaningful life. So you return to those things that are distracting you and it becomes a loop. 
One of the first things I do with clients who are very lost in their life is I have them systematically cut out things in their life that are distracting them. Now, I don't tell them they're doing that we're doing this, right? People come to me. They're like, Andrew, I smoke too much. Like they know they have a problem, right? I smoke too much weed. I want to find a job. I want to do this. It's like they just don't know where they don't know that that substance is stopping them from figuring out the other part of the puzzle. So what I do is it's like, let's focus on the weed first or the alcohol first. And let's talk about that and why you're doing that. Let's figure out what emotions are there. And once they cut it out, what happens is all the emotions come up, all the good and the bad. They're like, well, I feel anxious all the time, but I don't think I want to live with my parents anymore. Well, it's like, great. So what just happened is because you removed the hedonistic lifestyle, the quick dopamine hit in your life, you were just given a roadmap of what you want that's better. Wow. And that's where we start. Now imagine over two years, three years, four years, even one year, you cut out all the stuff you're using to distract yourself. It's very, very likely that that is going to create a, a very clear path forward for you towards a meaningful life that's going to be long-term fulfilling, which long-term fulfillment meaning brings so much happiness that's natural into your life. No longer are we craving those false highs and those um, of trying to avoid the false lows. We're just on this steady trajectory upward towards meaning, which is a very steady hit of dopamine. It's very natural for us to have that. That is the solution. So I've been trying to put this into words for a long time for people. It's like, what's the point of life? I genuinely think that the point of life is to become the best version of yourself, which isn't always seeking happiness. That's not the same thing. Sometimes becoming the best version of ourself is withholding the quick dopamine hit, not eating the second bowl of cereal at nighttime, not going and smoking a joint on a Friday night. And instead, sitting with our thoughts, sitting with all the emotions, letting them all come up, and then deciding with those emotions, because those emotions are what help you decide on what would be more meaningful to take action on that. So many people have been trained. It's not really your fault either, by the way, because your brain is designed to get out of uncomfortable emotions, and your society has created a ton of ways to do that. So unless you have this information, unless you have this knowledge, and you learn how to process your emotions, and you have the emotional tools, it's very hard to get out of this trap. So the point of life truly is to enjoy your life, but not to enjoy it a false version of your life, to enjoy a really meaningful version of your life where sometimes being committed in a relationship, although it's not as exciting as a one night stand with somebody whose body you haven't seen yet, <laughs> is the best option for you in the long run. And the last part of this podcast today, I want to talk to you about my friend, um, one of my best friends. I don't know if I should say his name. He knows what I'm talking about. Like if anybody knows me, we all know this. And I talked to him about this too. It's not like... It's hidden or anything. Uh, we have very open line of communication. I tell them about how I'm feeling and all this, and it's important. And I don't tell people how I'm feeling in, a, in an effect to change their mind or anything like that, it's just to actually build intimacy. Remember that intimacy is truth. It's synonymous. So if you can't be truthful with the people you spend your time with, I'd recommend you stop spending your time with them. So one of my friends is getting into OnlyFans. And for anyone who doesn't know, OnlyFans is pretty much like porn in the new generation of porn. It's like, I'm going to create a website where you have to pay, it's behind a paywall to get in and I'm going to put out all this free stuff. And then if you actually want to see like the porn videos and like whatever else you put on there that you decide is behind a paywall, then you can pay for it in a subscription. So in effect, my friend is making money with sex and porn and he calls himself a sex worker. And I've had so much resentment being around him lately. And I think that part of it is just the nastiness of being a human being, right? You get jealous and envious because I'm like, oh, they're going to make so much money just with low hanging fruit. And I'm trying to do the right thing and I get all righteous, you know, but it's like, why am I feeling resentful about my friend wanting to do this kind of work? And I thought about it and it's like, it's the complete opposite of the work that I do in the world. And that bothers me because I think that making money, teaching hedonism, 
I think that that's not going to lead anybody to the most meaningful version of themselves. And I've asked my friend why they want to do this. And the answer they gave me was literally, it was selfish, right? Like I just want to do it for myself so I can live the lifestyle that I want to live. And like, I have a similar answer. You know, I'm not dogging him for being selfish about what he wants. Like the reason I started a business, although my business is rooted in helping other people genuinely have more meaningful lives and avoid unnecessary suffering, like it's for myself. There's a large part of my business that's driven by what I want for my life, the things that I want to own and buy and have and do and see and be. So I don't have any judgment for his desire, but I don't like the way that he's making money. And I've thought a lot about this and it's like, I'm just going to allow myself to feel gross about the way that he's making money. I don't want to change that because I help people get away from hedonism and he help, he makes money by trying to bring people back into it. And I think that he's telling himself he's helping people. And I thought about it the other day because like I watch porn sometimes, like I will admit that openly. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I would never create porn or facilitate. And I just, I want to leave you with a question today. Maybe you can think about it and maybe I'll have an answer for you in the future, but is there a difference between someone who's a victim, who I don't consider myself a victim, I'm an active, whatever, per participant in the porn industry, versus someone who creates it? Is there a difference between a content creator versus a viewer and a fan of the content? And I don't really have an answer for that because I think that they could both be judged equally. But for some reason, and maybe this will change, I feel better doing the work that I do and I don't like that he does that work. So that's where I'm at. I genuinely believe that the reason I feel gross when I'm around that environment is because I see that that is a hedonistic lifestyle and that it's creating, it's a proponent for hedonism and I see where hedonism leads you. It leads you to a life where you have to constantly be seeking instant hits of gratification that are fake, which don't actually lay on a bed of meaning. They lay on a bed of false happiness. And whether or not you're religious or spiritual, a lot of religions teach against that and I can see why. Since I've decided to help people in a very meaningful way, my life has become so much more meaningful, more meaningful than it ever was when I was numbing my emotions with weed or consistent drinking or overeating. I wake up every single day with absolutely no shame of the person that I'm becoming and absolutely never going to hide any of the work that I do. And I think a big part that bothers me as well is that he's hiding his work from his family. So it shows me that there's some disintegrity there. And I just... I don't feel right about it. I don't want to feel right about it. So if anybody wants to convince me that porn's fine <laughs> and that it's a good way to make money and that it's not hurting anybody and that it's going to lead to a life of meaning, try it out. Um, but as of right now, I don't believe that. And the work that I do every single day and that I help people learn and apply in their lives um, says the same thing. So thank you for being here. This is kind of a crazy episode. I feel like a lot of intimacy here today and that's okay. Um, love me or hate me, judge me or whatever. That's all right. Have a nice day. Thanks for being here. I'll talk to you next week. What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are ready to take all this information to the next level and apply it, I want to invite you to a one-on-one -on -one consult with me where we can talk about putting a plan together to help you make meaningful income. Coaching is often the missing link that helps you go from dreaming to taking action. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week.